This is History Potpourri, a podcast devoted to an assortment of historical topics by world history students. Hi, my name is Leticia. Thanks for tuning in for today's history podcast, where I'll be talking about events that made an impact in Mexican society. For today's topic, I decided to talk a little bit about the Mexican Revolution and how it impacted Mexico society like how they were going against the government because of the economic changes that were happening, especially with the president of Mexico. Specifically, I want to talk about the struggles that they went through and what were the causes of the revolution, and even some people in the Mexican Revolution who left a huge impact and were very influential. The Mexican Revolution roughly began throughout 1910 to 1920, all because of the unpopular presidency of a man named Porfirio Diaz, Pretty much the Mexican people hated this guy and they wanted him out as soon as possible. But here are a few reasons why he was very unwanted by the Mexican people. He promoted the idea of economic development. Now it doesn't sound all bad at first, but the idea of economic development really only benefited the wealthy. He got together with the Cientificos, meaning scientists in Spanish, and foreign investors that were able to gain large areas of land as well. Actually, he didn't even bite them more like he stole the land from the people and took advantage of them. But because he only focused on those that didn't have money rather than the middle class and poor, it led to very bad practices of labor and peasantry. And because of this, that's when the military conflict began, or as I should say, more of a protest against the government, including the man named Pancho Villa, a.k.a. Francisco Villa. Pancho was a nickname given to Francisco Villa. And then we have Francisco Madero and Pascual Orozco. These three men gained their support from the Mexican middle class and the poor. The trio were in charge of taking care of this president that they didn't claim. In other words, they were focused on eliminating the president that was making Mexico corrupt, and they decided to make a revolution. What they did was go up to the president and let him know what's going on. He was forced to leave that position of being president, otherwise he would be threatened that he would be assassinated. After Diaz was forced to leave, they had replaced him for someone else for the time of being. They gave people the opportunity to vote. After the elections, Madero had won the election, but the conservatives saw him as someone who was actually too liberal and weak, and they decided it was best if he resigned. But here's the crazy reason why they wanted Francisco Madero out. He was associated with Porfirio Diaz, the first president of Mexico. They both actually sort of teamed up so they would both gain more land and become wealthier. They took advantage of the Mexican people and their territories. The Mexican people wanted nothing more but to have a reform movement, but sadly it escalated and became more of a real revolution and an outbreak of war. These were the conflicts that they went through during this period of time because of so many conflicting ideas and events that were happening at once. Diaz was out of the picture. Once they got rid of him, it didn't end until here. Eventually, they fought against Madero because he was his accomplice of Diaz. But the nation continued to fight against Madero. The fact that there were so many generals and people fighting became a really complicated war. But it was for the best. And a better future for Mexico. Now, later around 1917, they made a new constitution for the election of Estuano Carranza. Pancho Villa was probably the most influential military general of Mexico. Here's a little bit of Pancho Villa. You guys have probably heard of him before and are familiar with the name, and here's why. He invaded the United States once, 
The battle was called the Battle of Columbus that took place in 1916. Pancho Villa was the one who aimed to attack the U.S. because of the lack of military supplies and other resources. This angered the U.S. and caused lots of tension between these two countries. After the U.S. had recovered from the situation, Mexico was able to steal some of those resources to help focus on the main objective. He just wanted to help Mexican people who were struggling economically and were forced into labor. That's why Mexican people were on his side. Although it was wrong of him to steal from America and burn down buildings and all that crazy stuff, for some reason, he still gained recognition from the middle and poor class of Mexico. Another name for the Mexican people who participated in the Mexican Revolution was named the North Division, consisting of armed women named the Adelitas, who are also known as Las Solderas, or in English would be the Soldiers. The meaning behind the name was actually named by the man who found the love of his life during combat. The guy's name was Antonio Gil del Rio Armenta, who was a sergeant of the forces of Pancho Villa. Basically, that name was given to the female soldiers because of their devotion and their giving to the Mexican Revolution. So I guess there is no really a meaning towards the name, but it just became a symbol to them, I guess. Besides men like Pancho Villa, being someone important to the Mexican Revolution were the Adelitas. Here are some things the Adelitas helped out with during the revolution. Men gave their money to the females so that they would buy food so they would make for the men. Of course, they wouldn't just do favors, but also if you look at images or search up images about the Adelitas, you will find that they are armed, but it is because they were also part of the military group. They also worked as spies and freeing prisoners. At the end of the revolution, they kicked out Diaz, Madero was defeated, and eventually in 1917, Bustuano Carranza ended up being elected president of the new constitution. But before finishing just like this, I would like to mention that my great-grandfather was part of this fight as my family is from Mexico. He was part of this time, and I imagine that my great-grandmother was as well. My mom does not know much, but her grandma was part of the solderas and helped the men in combat. As for her grandpa, he was one of the men who helped out the villistas. Actually, my mom's grandpa's lifestyle was him growing up very poor. He lived in a house made out of adobe, as I imagine that were that houses were mostly like that in Mexico. But something my mom did mention was how her dad told her that he witnessed his grandpa being strangled and actually choked to death with a rope. The reason is unknown. I couldn't get an estimated date on when that happened, but she did say that it was during the days of the Mexican Revolution. As for her grandma, I figured out that she helped prepare tortillas for people to eat, and that's what most of the Adelitas would do. And you know, if a man was injured in combat, um, what the, what an Adelita would do is, um, you know, do their best to help them out um, so they would recover. Um, that's pretty much all the information I had. I wish I had more to share, but this is all I know. Anyways, I hope you were able to learn something very important about today's podcast and this overall topic and that you have been interested. But again, thanks for listening. Until next time. These are my sources that I used. TheCapitalOfMexico.com, The Mexican Revolution video by Miss Hudson, Wikipedia.com, and Exhibits of the Mexican Revolution.